Hey, 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 welcome to Authentic Talks. I'm excited that you're tuning in today. My name is Shante and I am your host as well as a mindset coach, mentor, and author. I feel like I could see you through this microphone. And so I'm reaching out to you, shaking your hand, giving you virtual hugs and letting you know that I'm glad that you're tuning in and that you are welcome to come back again and again. I love seeing the downloads and I love knowing that you're here with me and tuning in and picking up all these gems, picking them up. There's lots of tools and tips that are dropped every single week. We have an awesome episode for you where we are talking all about energy, 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 you guys. And it translates in the form of sexual enlightenment. I'm really excited for you to meet this couple. They have been together for over 20 years and they do pretty much everything together. They work together and play together. They even co-authored a book. Now, what's really exciting about them coming on today's episode, they wanted to share with everyone that this book has now been made available as into an audio book. And so that's really exciting. They are going to talk to us. I had questions for them and it was like, what if I am new? How would you explain this? And I've never heard of this before. So I wanted to make sure that I included all of you that may have not heard about sexual enlightenment and i do want to warn you that this episode is for my high schoolers my college students as well as who have been out of school and college for years so i want to let you know that it's an awesome episode they explain what sexual enlightenment is all about what is this book about what is it going to tell us that we need to do what can we gain from purchasing this book Here we go, you guys. Without further ado, I do want to welcome today Dr. Elspeth, as well as her husband, Freddie, to Authentic Talks. They have authored a book titled Sexual Enlightenment, How to Create Lasting Fulfillment in Life, Love, and Intimacy. Authentic Talks is all about authentic conversations. This show is all about growth, love, respect, success, mind, body, and spirit. If you're looking to grow and become your authentic self, then this is the podcast for you. And I am your host, Shantae. Welcome to the show. Hi, Dr. Elspeth. Freddie, welcome to Authentic Talks. Great to be here. Exciting. I know. Yay. I'm excited to have you both here. Can I have you each to introduce yourselves? Sure. My name is Freddie Zental Weaver, and uh, my I'm one of the co-founders of Tantra Nova Institute here in Chicago for the last 21 years. And I'm Dr. Elspeth Mohit, and I'm Freddie's business partner and co-founder of Tantra Nova. We are beloveds. We are husband and wife, and we do everything together. Yes, except <laughs> she doesn't ride the motorcycle with me, so she doesn't. <laughs> I love it. It already sounds like it's an awesome relationship. And I know there's so many tips that you, you're going to leave something for the listeners that are in relationships. When you say you do everything together, it means you like each other. Yeah. If you're in a relationship, that's a good beginning. Yeah. Yes. It also is important to know the things that you want to do on your own and for each of you to allow the other to be able to do that. That kind of space is important in relation. Okay. So I also know that you're an author as well. What's the name of the book? Sexual enlightenment. Sexual enlightenment. How to create lasting fulfillment in life, love, and intimacy. You recently turned the book into an audiobook. 
Yeah, exactly. You know what I love about audiobook? It allows people who don't enjoy picking up a book and reading it to have an opportunity to find out that information. Yeah, and you can multitask with it. So if you're working out or walking or whatever else you're doing, working on the computer, you can always be listening to get new information. Dr. Elspeth, can you share with me how you made it to a point where sexual enlightenment was something that you became interested in? Yes, I definitely didn't start out with that, uh, my life with that, but it became quite interesting later in my life. As you can tell by my accent, I'm, I did not grow up in the United States. I came here from Germany in my late 20s to do postgraduate work in music. And then a few years later, I got my doctorate in education, and then I moved on to management consulting. That was all in the 90s with the consulting and I had gotten really good at it, but I was miserable in relationship. I had this pattern of being attracted to unavailable men. And while it was, you know, exciting at times, most of the time I was alone. And one day it hit me that if I was not going to change that pattern, I would end up you know, without lasting intimacy and love the rest of my life and would leave like that on the planet. And I didn't want that. I decided to do something. So I delved into meditation and then I started to study Tantra and really took it on as a discipline, like deep dive. And in this, you know, self-exploration and healing process, what I discovered was that I had held distrust towards men. Now, I didn't know about that. I was never showed up. I I was not like a distrusting bitch. I was charming. (laughs) I was, you know, very inviting. But underneath, like we could call it in the subconscious, there was something where I didn't fully trust. And so in the tantric healing and practice, I could see this, I could clear it from my body, because that is usually where it resides. It's not just in the head. It is uh, remembered all over. And what opened up through this was that I experienced deeper trust in myself, then more trust in men in general. And then six months later, Freddie Centaur came into my life. And I really feel that if I hadn't done my clearing work, I would not have recognized him. Doesn't mean that I wouldn't have seen him, found him good looking or charming, but not as a potential partner because he was available. And with my old pattern of attracting an availability, that wouldn't have fit. So I'm really clear and I'm sharing this here with everyone. So it's so essential that we do our own work, our own clearing. So we can open to bring in what we are ready for and what we truly want. Wow, I love that. Freddie, what about you? It's a book that you guys co-authored together, right? Right. Yes. I mean, how do you get to that place? Well, you know, as Elspeth shared, the work that we do is really around people's own vision of what they want to create in their life and really learning how to uncouple the things that keep us locked in a place, you know, the unconscious belief systems. The core curriculum that we teach, I was first introduced to when I was very young. I was 13 years old, living in Hawaii. I was going through my puberty. 
My father was a practicing psychiatrist and I was spending a lot of time in the shower, <laughs> you know, as many young teenagers do. Uh, and so he probably thought I was going to hurt myself in there. And he gave me a book to read on how to integrate sex practices and meditation, sexual meditation. So I loved it. My girlfriend loved it. I was an athlete and had the visions to go on to college. And I did on athletic scholarship. So the work improved my my academics, my athletic capacity. After college, I continued to read and do workshops and apply these principles in my personal relationships in my life. I was in the software business for a long time. And initially it was really exciting and really what I wanted to do. And after about 15 years, it was just a job. So knowing what I knew about this work in my life and being inspired, I had lost that inspiration. I was in San Francisco and well, I thought, well, maybe a new city. So there was a job opportunity in Chicago. So they hired me moved me here. And that was 21 years ago. At the time I was single and I was looking online, looking for Shakti, a female Tantra partner and Elspeth's profile showed up wow. and we, we met and almost six months to the day, we transcended what I call the romantic drama. And we created this baby Tantra Nova for the last 21 years. We've worked all over the world with couples and singles and corporate groups and worked at all of the major uh, transformational institutes in the world. And we love what we do and we see results. People through our work get actionable insights and they're able to get to those insights and actualize them through the work because you can see, uh, well, you want to change something, but you keep going down that same old road or it seems to be so difficult to do it because the thing that keeps us stuck is the thing running in the background. And that what happens in this work we start to get to see that stuff energetically, emotionally, and what our belief systems are. And then we can move with grace, ease, and flow towards what we most deeply desire. And we see it happen over and over again with people coming through the work. If someone was tuning in and had no idea what that was, how would you describe Tantra? Yeah, so Tantra is, Tantra yoga is the original yoga of the energetic body. You know, unlike Hatha yoga, as we know it in the West, is the yoga of the physical body. However, in Tantra, we actually connect with our energetic self. So when energy shows up in the physical body, we experience it as a sensation. So we become more attuned to the physical, to the sensations, how we feel in our body, because that may give us some clue, that may give us some guidance then energy shows up in the energetic body. You know, my emotions, love, hate, resentment, excitement, all of that, that's the emotional body. So, and emotions are pure energy. We cannot see emotions, we cannot touch them, but we can feel them. And then the third body is the mental body. The thoughts are pure energy. We never can see a thought, we never can touch a thought, but we may be the recipient of some thoughts by another or by ourselves. So we want to tune more with these three dimensions of our energetic being, because there may more to be seen than just what we can see in the three-dimensional world of matter, you know, of a desk or just the action he takes, but what energy is Freddie in when he wakes up in the morning? And how am I responding to this? Or can I just hold space and have him 
feel not so great or feel wonderful or whatever it is. In the tantric practice, we learn to listen to these different levels of energies and then learn to move the energy, both in the physical, sexual sense, in the emotional, we can learn to move energy, also our thoughts, energy, we can move, we don't have to hang on to it. Let me add to that as well in terms of what Tantra is for your listeners. So Tantra, there are a lot of variations of Tantra, but Tantra in the broadest meaning is working consciously with our life force or sexual energy to get to some altered state to see something about our life. And so what we've done, we're Tantra Nova, Tantra Nu. So we're working with and using some of the practices of the West that we know that can create transformation in terms of generative language, how we create our reality and language, creative self-discovery, how we discover ourselves in the creative process and music and movement and art. And we put together a process that allows people to see things that are in their way and be able to have tools to move through those things. And what's unique as well is working with life force or sexual energy. And we, we have a, a whole curriculum yeah. teaching how to do that. And that's what's unique about how to get to this work. And that is a practice that comes is like, you know, millennia old, five, 6,000 years old, uh, that comes from East India. And while it may no longer be so well known there now, however, the tradition, the history comes from there. And that is where we draw on in terms of the wisdom. But a lot of uh, civilizations in the world had sex ritual practices. Um, Kadoshka Indians had, a, had sex ritual practices. African tribes had sex ritual practices. Uh, pagans in Europe had sex ritual practices. So it's not new because there's been something that has uh, really mystified the human spirit in terms of what sexual energy represents and creates. It creates life and it's pleasurable and it keeps us, it, had, it was doing that before we had language. So when you bring consciousness to that energy, what starts to appear is creativity and pleasure in areas that seem completely unrelated to sex in the simple process of living. Because the listening shifts through the practices, the meditation practices, working with life force and sexual energy, we start to listen differently, even to the narrative of the conversations that we have. You know, those things that shift our energy, we start to listen more to what is my mission? What is it I want to create? As opposed to, oh, I hate this traffic or, or something negative that creates a negative feeling. It just naturally starts to shift when you do this work. Tandra Nova. So you're shifting your energy where it's, it's like more of like self-mastery. Actually, that's a really great work. You know, the sexual realm is a realm that none of us got educated in. So how we are around the sexual energy as a culture, and I mean as a world culture, because this is not unique about one particular people, is that there's a lot of unconsciousness, vilification, suppression, mm. um, obsession. These are two poles of it. Our work is very much about bringing awareness to our sexual self that is life-giving. It's our life force energy. Sexual energy and life force energy are the same. They are not different. They just show up at different gradations. Subtle stages, like right now, we are speaking, people are listening. And then it can go up all the way to a highly aroused place, you know, where we come to a climax or an ejaculation. The energy is the same, just in different ways of expression. It comes from that life-giving 
energy. And that is what we don't learn about. So mm -hmm. we also don't know how to transmute our wonderful sexual life force energy. So this is where it comes in, what we call sexual enlightenment, where the sexual and the spiritual really can be integrated and come together so we can feel whole. It's not like separated. It becomes a whole experience within and then in the beloved relationship because then we move together in that energy. I don't recall really talking like a lot about sexual energy and really kind of learning about it. So I'm glad that you guys are here because it's new for me. And I know a lot of people say, hey, look, as a host, you never go on and say what you don't know, but I'm different. I'm like, we're having an authentic talk. And I really want to walk away where, where I'm like, oh, okay. I really, I totally get it. Well, the thing too, is that for most of us, when we start out and we discover our sexual selves in the teen years, we start masturbating and then we think, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. You know, <laughs> that was me. I didn't need to leave the room after I discovered it. Like, okay, you can't get any better than this. And then you, you find a partner, you get a girlfriend or a boyfriend, whatever you do. And then uh, you come together and you fall in love and then you get your heart broken and so on. So if teenagers could learn uh, when they first get in their puberty, how to create self-love self-love meditation, not just masturbation and, and ejaculation or orgasm. They could learn new ways to use this energy to be a better student, to separate out, is this a good partner for me? Or is it time for me to have sex with someone else? But they could still be alive in their own energy and not think and not be uh, thinking that they need someone else to feel that 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 energy yeah. or that there's something bad about that energy. We could teach these practices to nuns and priests if they were bowed to celibacy. It's not about the actual sex piece. It's about what that energy creates us being in terms of a conscious, loving, intimately connected you know, person. Yeah. Several years ago, we had a youth program where we worked with 15 to 18 year olds and boys and girls, so young men and young women. And do you want to share a little bit what sure. you did with the boys? Yeah, so first of all, in our workshops, adults or teens, there's no nudity or anything explicit in our workshops. I mean, we teach with puppets and so on, and we teach, there's exercises and practices that really deliver actionable insights for people. And then the very intimate practices people do in the privacy of their home alone as a homework practice between days in the workshop. We had this workshop for teens. We had boys and girls in the workshop and about, about a week into it, they'd been learning the breathing practices, the muscle exercises and the meditations. And we separated the boys and girls. And I had all the guys in one room and I said, okay, so by a show of hands, how many of you guys masturbate? These are like 16 to 18 year old kids, right? Nobody raised their hand. I said, look, I'm over 50 and I masturbate. They all laugh and they raise their hand. Right? I said, okay, so now guys, we're going to put the practices that you've been learning, the meditations, the physical uh, muscle exercises and breathing to an exercise for your homework tonight. And I told them how to bring up their energy, say 10 being the ejaculatory moment, say getting to seven, seven, eight, eight and three quarters, stopping and doing this mulabanda squeeze, like a Kegel squeeze. And then breathing the energy up with their attention on the sensation and intention to move it up and then send it down and release. And they do this whole practice that they learn and they go home. And I told them not to ejaculate. That's not the, not the, that's the goal is not to ejaculate. So they come back and they're like, I didn't know I could do that. Now, a lot of guys knew they could last a long time to please the girl or just to last, but to circulate consciously that nectar, I call it, was new to them. 
And I believe these are going to be better men as they grow up because they won't be run by their sexual selves, which is most men. I mean, we start out as little kids like, look, ma, no hands, a little guy with a little erection. And then as grown men, we're run by the little head our whole life. Bringing consciousness to this automatic, what appears oftentimes even to a man's wife as lust, you know, she's like, I don't think you love me. He's like, of course I love you, pointing at his erection. And she's like, yeah, but can you kiss me with your heart? And that's not something men learn. And Elspeth mentioned this word earlier, transmuting this life force of sexual energy. And that's what we're talking about. Learning to take that erectile energy, breathing it up, moving it to the heart. And then that, that becomes another kind of explosive experience. The point here is when we become aware of that energy, when we become conscious of our wonderful sexual life force energy, we can move it throughout our body. Now, it's there are differences for men and for women or for the one who is more in their masculine energy the same is true for you know same sex couples or and i don't even have to be a couple to do these practices i can do this many of them with myself and then if i wish to share it i can share it with the beloved for the men really at the core of it is to connect his manhood or his sex with his heart. And he learns in the tantric practice through the breath to breathe up his wonderful aroused energy from his sexual center up into his heart. And when he's connected between his sex and his heart, he becomes more integrated, more present, not so driven by that testosterone energy. Now there's nothing good or bad about the testosterone energy. It's just if a man doesn't have the awareness that he can use this energy to embellish his love energy. And then when he's with a partner, he can connect from his heart that is supported by his wonderful, powerful male sexual energy. He really empowers his heart and when I feel this, my heart opens, mm. connected. And when my heart opens, my sexual center opens. And then you can see we have a circuit. And in the tantric practice, we play with these energy circuits that really can take us into beautiful states of bliss. Altered states of consciousness. Connection, just that sweet being together. Wow, I love that. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's really awesome. And I love the fact that you work with a variety of ages as well, because I feel like it's something that everybody needs to know about. Yeah. And like you said, whether we're, you know, the person is 50, 60, 40, or teenager, it's, it's something that we all need to know. And I like that working with the young people, it's helping them to get an edge, you know, where they're not driven, like you said, by just that other head, you know, <laughs> so. Right, right, no, absolutely. Right, and also to honor this energy because testosterone energy is very strong. Once I got that in the tantric practice, doing practices with men or just watching them, what they are facing or how they are working with themselves. And my compassion opened up so much. Instead of making him wrong that he's not listening to me, I now can support him in moving his energy so he's ready to listen to me. It's very difficult from this high arousal of the sexual center for a man to be fully present or listen to his partner or even to himself unless he becomes connected in that way of you know sexual and heart space now for women it's a little different 
And you probably know that, mm. you know, while male sexual energy rises quickly, gets easily excited, it also drops quickly. Unlike feminine energy that rises slowly, it hangs out. We don't know if it's coming or going. <laughs> However, when it's reawakened, it can come up to a plateau and then stay on the plateau for a long time. Multiple orgasm, orgasmic waves. Now, through the tantric practice, a man can learn to have multiple orgasms as well. But he really needs to practice and learn it. For a woman, when the energy is awakened, she's just in her flow, mm -hmm. you know. But for us, the challenge is to reawaken. And the reawakening has to do with that it's based in estrogen, which we call the slow hormone. And also, you know, feminine sexual energy has been vilified for millennia where there is a harm for the get guy and playboy and all of that. That's first time the guy has sex. He's a man. And whereas a woman is considered a whore. If she has sex out of wedlock and could be stoned to death in some parts of the world, even today. Right. So woman it's uncovering her goddess and her sexual energy and owning it and her orgasms. I never met a guy who never had an orgasm, but a lot of women haven't. And a lot of it's because of the vilification and oppression that's put on women around their sexual self. This is what's changing as well. And there's one other thing which is essential to really see, which has to do with trusting. Because if I want to open up and let go and surrender and orgasm can really only happen when I let go, then it moves through me. That really calls for trusting, trusting myself when I'm with another trusting another and many of us women have actually become more like men that we are going for the carrot like in masturbation very linear feminine energy is not linear it circulates, flows it comes it goes it dances you know and that linear testosterone energy is such a beautiful antidote because we complement each other if we are both like this there's no polarity there is no magnetism so in order to be in our flow as women one of the key dimensions that we want to tap further into is to learn to trust which allows us to let go and that's really the access then to wonderful blissful experiences you mentioned how we can get kind of like our masculine energy can like rise up. How does that work when you're in a relationship? You know, we have, and I know there's all different types of relationships out there. And when the woman is more masculine and the man is more feminine, does that matter? No, it doesn't matter if it works for them. And mm -hmm. in any relationship, there's times when even alpha male is even more in his feminine in a relationship. Mm -hmm. or the woman is more in her masculine and it's it's when the sensitivity is not there that one is still trying to make it something that it's not as opposed to just playing that role and then coming back to the other role and keeping yeah. that what been mentioned earlier as a polarity because that's what attracts that yeah. positive negative creates inertia creates energetic movement that reminds me of a woman who once uh, did my feminine essence workshop i uh, teach an all-women's workshop, which is called Awaken to Your Feminine Essence, really to that flow and to uncovering what may be in the way. We did some feminine, masculine, yin and yang work in that workshop. And she came back the next day and she said, you know, I had an epiphany. I thought because in my relationship with my husband, I thought I had to become more 
one the you know the feminine particularly in love making and it just didn't feel right and when she got that it's not necessarily that the man has to be in his masculine and the woman in her feminine it can be reversed and she said they made love that night and she came back the next day and said and she just took on the masculine guiding you know and he was in his feminine and she said it was out of this world so it's not like living in a box where it has to be black and white however you want to refer to that you know, you want to listen to yourself, but where you like to flow or where you like to be grounded in. And then you want to be with someone who is a compliment to you, because otherwise it's either this or it's this. You know, re- relationships and life are dynamic. It's never what it was or what it's going to be. It's what it is. And most people uh, miss the isness because we're in our head. We're either analyzing the moment or thinking about the future or remembering the past. And we miss the sunset. We miss the whole yeah. summer. We miss the whole trip. We mm. all have masculine and feminine <clears throat> energy. With- it's important to be aware of that yin-yang balance, uh, you know, because when we start out, when we're ingesting in the womb, you know, we're zygotes in the womb, we're androgynous. And then it's decided we're man or woman. And then as adults, one more at more testosterone, one estrogen. And as we get older, the whole thing reverses itself. So but what, what we're talking about is how what, can women, what do you mean it reverses itself? You mean like well, it, women grow hair on their faces and men grow breasts <laughs> and women become and, and produce less estrogen and become more masculine. Yeah, it has something to do with that's what happens as you get older. It's a relationship then to estrogen because both genders have or sexes have estrogen and testosterone it's just men usually have more testosterone but when they grow older it actually drops so the relationship between testosterone and estrogen shifts this is also often the reason why men become more connected to their feelings when they enter their 50s exactly. and 60s. They are more open to feeling and to revealing. So what we're talking about is how a man in whatever age he is can become that open feeling, compassionate, connected being. And it starts with the sexual because in that sexual energy, we are, whether you're doing consciousness work or not, we're more open, loving, vulnerable, receptive, Chemically, we're changed more oxytocin, endorphin, serotonin, the feel good hormones. So if you can come to that energy anyway, it's great. But if you can come to it with some awareness and practices and tools to draw further on that energy with intention, we can get more deeply connected to that love space. Yeah. Do you guys work with people like only in person at your workshop where you are? Or do you work with people like all over, like here in Arizona and you're where you are over Zoom? all over so we do like freddie teaches an all men's workshop that is a hybrid where there are some participants who are who come in person and others participate on zoom my all women's workshop is the same format our co-ed workshops are here in chicago they are like retreats because you work with your partner partner. if single people come they pair up with another single person but then you know like our tantric body work class is a four-hour online zoom workshop or our Mm. introductory workshop of two hours also zoom so there are many ways of starting to learn and learning practices that will alter the relationship with ourselves 
and you know what you alluded to or pointed to Shanta, the, the becoming more aware of our yin and yang self because just like for you and me as women and given that we are now so beautiful we're able to participate in the marketplace which was not so common in the 1950s and 60s you know when a woman had to get his husband's signature to get a credit card so we have moved a long way and during the time we have developed a lot of our masculine skills which is great but the thing is that may also have either forgotten or are no longer so in touch with our feminine self because the feminine is the tender it's the flowing it's the open maybe a little bit more vulnerable the nurturing so this is where yeah particularly vis-a-vis ourselves you know sometimes we are so hard on ourselves but being open and compassionate and learning to be done on both sides on the man's side and the woman's side pornography has become you know it's rampant it's everywhere the good thing about it is women are discovering how to be powerful in their sexual selves and young people are discovering but they're just touching the tip of the iceberg but to learn also the sexual meditation which will be the next phase there's so much pornography it's like okay well i'm bored with this already what else is new what else can we do it's still wonderful energy sexual meditation will become more and more a taught normal practice I think that in time what we've been doing for the last 21 years and what's been around in different areas um, will become more commonplace. It doesn't diminish the fun stuff that you do, the quickies in the morning, or just the lusty sex, but it's also a way that you can be in your sexual energy with yourself or with your partner in a way that is a meditation. Like maybe you're creating a, a new house or a mortgage for a new house or some new business, or you're creating a new way to live. So in your sexual meditation, you set that out as your intention, right? And then you go about the practices of the, of the ritual of the meditation practice. And what happens in that altered state that happens in the sexual energetic with intention, we start to become more vulnerable and receptive to what's possible because everything's energy, right? And our thoughts are as powerful as anything that we could do. Like you think about Uncle Jed who died 10 years ago and gets sad or something that's going to happen tomorrow and you get nervous or whatever. So when we can start to see our thoughts as energy and be aware of what those thoughts do in terms of the total felt sense of those thoughts, which is what happens when we start working consciously in that intimate vulnerability of the sexual energetic, we start to shift everything. Our belief system shifts. We start to believe more in our dreams and the things that we're creating. And we're starting to let go of the things that come up as old stories of disbelief. And that's the practical application of how this stuff takes hold as a way of living. You guide someone through it? Where it's guided? We do a lot of guided meditations, but the actual sex ritual practice, we teach clothed with, with props. And okay. then they do the real thing with each other or with themselves. We teach it and then they do it uh, as a homework practice. Breathing. I was observing the both of you and I noticed that you both had moments where I could see that it was a deep breath. I'm like... barely getting anything in there you know well we could could do a meditation with a breath for a minute with your people if you want it'd be a a way for people to get an experience of meditation because many people say oh my mind's too busy i can't meditate i tried it once so this is a great way to get a sense of what meditation is that would be awesome seated up straight up as you're comfortable being feel yourself stacked on top of your sit bones beautiful your eyes could be open closed or soft focus 
Great. So this type of breathing is called parasympathetic breathing. Typically, we breathe in the upper lungs, but what we want to do now is bring our breath down into our diaphragm and extend our belly on our inhalation. And on the exhalation, feel the belly flatten towards the spine. We're breathing through the nose. So put a hand on your belly to get a sense of that for the first few breaths. Okay, here we go. So just scanning your body, letting go of any tension or holding, acknowledging that, letting it be, letting it go. Eyes open, closed, or soft focus. Follow with your awareness, your breath coming into your nose, down your trachea, lungs extending into your diaphragm and belly like a big balloon on your inhalation. Really feel your belly extend into your hand on your inhalation. Really feel it extend. On the exhalation, follow with your awareness, your breath back up and out through your nose in your own pace, depth and rhythm, feeling your tummy flatten towards your spine. And again, breathing through your nose when you're ready, following the breath into your nose, trachea, lungs, extending into your diaphragm and belly like a big balloon on your inhalation. Following with your awareness, your breath back up and out through your nose in your own pace, depth, and rhythm. Continue to breathe that way. I'm going to say a few more things. Feeling the rise of your belly on your inhalation. Flattening of your belly on your exhalation through your nose in your own pace, depth, and rhythm. As your mind wanders, just acknowledge that, let it be, bring your focus back to following your breath into your nose, down your trachea, lungs extending into your diaphragm and belly like a big balloon on your inhalation. Following your breath back up and out through your nose in your own pace, depth, and rhythm. Now stay with it. You are your own witness to any thoughts, conversations, interpretations, or meaning. Letting all that be now. For now, just breathing and being. And while you're breathing in and out, take a moment and notice how you're feeling right now. Notice how your body is feeling. Notice any sensations or the absence of sensations. Notice your emotional state. And notice your state of mind, your state of thought. And then come back by opening your eyes. And Shanta, if you feel like sharing a little bit, how are you feeling? Absolutely. Okay, so like all day yesterday and today, I had like this annoying pain that was in my, the left side of my neck. And it had to do with the way I slept the night before sleeping on my husband. And usually I'll start sleeping on him and then I'll roll off at some point and go off on my own. Well, that night I woke up in the wee hour and was like, oh, dang, I slept too long there. I could already feel it. So yesterday I had a hard time like turning my head and he tried to massage me last night and everything. And when I was taking the deep breaths right now mm. and I I was following you and I took my awareness to the area that I had the pain. And then I was like, wait, where's the pain? So then I breathe again and then I'm like, 
is it gone? And why is it not there? Mm-hmm. Like less tension in my body. Beautiful. And so my neck feels good. It's a tiny bit there, but not like in the same capacity that it was before we did the breathing exercise. So it feels as if tension was released in that area. Wow. I'm actually surprised. I went into the breathing exercise with no expectation. Let me say a little bit about what happens in that particular meditation. And though we only did it for a minute or so, what happens is we start to develop what's called the witness state of mind. So we actually breathe sympathetically all the time. We don't think about it, upper chest, and it oxygenates the body, the blood, and we're good. So when we breathe the way that we were just instructed to parasympathetic breathing, we were bringing the breath down into the diaphragm and extending the belly on the inhalation. Now that does a couple of things. One, you have to think to do that. For most people, we do it about three breaths before we're in a story, a conversation, we're distracted. Then we go, oh, oh, and then we come back to the breath. Now, as you continue to practice this, you have longer and longer periods of time where you can focus on just the belly breath. Secondly, what happens is we oxygenate more efficiently. We, again, more endorphins, serotonin, feel good hormones, oxytocin, right? So we're putting our body in a chemical state of ease, breathing that way. And what we're doing is the thoughts don't stop. But instead of having what we call the total felt sense of the thought, like, oh, I have a busy day tomorrow, or I got a test or whatever. Am I going to cook for dinner? Whatever. Yeah, right. (laughs) Then we are just watching that because our mind is focused on bringing the breath down and extending the diaphragm. So now we're watching this over here without the total felt energetic sense of it. And that's the meditative state. And that's Mm -hmm. what people start to get. I am more than my thoughts. Absolutely. And that's the beginning. I should have just breathed last night. Conscious breathing, that type of conscious (laughs) breathing. Yeah, conscious breathing. Give you a chance to witness. And and also there's something you said about that most of us do. You asked, why is it gone? So remember, whenever you ask why, you're putting yourself in a left brain analytical, continue spiral into the mind and story. Why does it matter? Why is the sun shining? Well, you know, so just to remember when you ask that, it's a spiraling questioning. Yeah, very interesting. So when people are reading your book, what is it that they're going to walk away with when they're listening to it? Because for those that don't listen, you guys can buy this book on Amazon and you mm-hmm. can listen to it on Audible. The Audible. Google and all of them. No, Kindle is not Audible, darling. No. So there are other, like audiobooks is another venue you can get the our audio book and what they get is a few aspects one is that they learn more about how we as human beings can become aware of this sexual life force energy within us because once i become aware of something i can start interacting with it i can do something i can expand without being aware of it there is no new possibility And what distinguishes us from the animal is because we are very similar, like animals. We have these impulses of horniness or anger, or these are impulses. They are not good or bad. They are just being human or being an animal. But the human being has this capacity to self-reflect, to become aware of self. In that sense, because animals don't reflect upon if they should copulate or not. When the season is right, the hormones go, it makes certain movements and there they go. For men and women, it can be like that as well, but there is another higher consciousness where we can bring awareness to that energy, to what 
feelings it brings up in us. So we can guide the feelings, we can guide the energy. Mm. So we can master the energy, not control. That's very forceful. Mastering is like with ease, we become aware of that wonderful energy. So this distinction between being reflexive and conscious. And then also they will learn about how we can tap into what we call the three anchors, the physical, sexual, the emotional and the love self, and the mental and the spiritual self. And we want to become coherent with these three centers so they can start communicating with each other. The energy can flow from one place to another. So we are no longer compartmentalized. And that is where we feel well, where we feel whole, where we can be with another without becoming too attached or codependent or always in anger or resistance or whatever, you know, may be there. It's where we can start really being with each other with greater peace, joy. Acceptance and, and flow. Yeah, and letting be. I love that. This seems like a good book that you could read if you're single or if you're in a relationship. You can read this with your partner. Sometimes that's even romantic. Hey, I'll read a chapter and then you read one or either just listen to the book together since there's an audio book. I absolutely love it. Yes. We, we do that a lot with audio books, like yeah. to listen to them. And then we discuss it later on or what one got from what he or she just heard, you mm. know, and what do you think about that? And yeah. You know, it becomes very alive. The book Engaging. becomes alive in the dialogue. So you work together and you're married. Yeah. We you got to be into this energy and understanding. <laughs> but when you're with the right person. Yeah. You know, so we are quite different, actually, as you probably already can tell. And he grew up pretty much, although he has a couple of siblings, but grew up a lot of his time being with his dad and his stepmom like a single boy there are so many many differences but again it's like with a yin and yang it's complementing each other mm -hmm. so whatever freddie brings i can learn from i can expand further and vice versa also, it helps to own a four-story townhouse. <laughs> I go days without seeing her. You know, it's like <laughs> I love that you're talking a lot about awareness, and and the reason why is because I feel like when I was growing up, having a sense of self was just not something that was taught. They didn't talk about those kind of things. I feel like I lost my sense of self growing up as a child, and by the time I was a certain age. I was like a people pleaser. And then I was unhappy because I spent so much time doing things that I really didn't want to do, but I didn't have the courage to speak up and to say, I don't want to do that. It's like, all right, I guess. And it started at home with everyone of all ages is able to hear in 2022 that having a sense of self, it does matter. Yeah. And you know that I just want to make a comment on that point that you shared about people pleasing person that you became from your situation at home. That's a feeling. And, you know, as you've gotten older, you recognize that, you know, you might see yourself doing that. But before you even do that, there's a feeling. Yes. That a capacity to tap into that feeling before the action is where this work comes in. Because you can you can catch like in that meditative state you can see that if you were really familiar with that kind of listening more which you can be very easily you can catch yourself 
with that actionable insight to shift it in the moment. Yeah. And that's what's wonderful. We see that with people who do the work all the time, at whatever level they come in. I totally get it. Dr. Elspeth, I wanted to backtrack a little bit and talk about when you shared that you and Freddie are complete opposite of one another. My personal opinion is that I think that it's a beautiful thing. I love the fact that you guys are complete opposites of one another. And I think that makes the relationship far more interesting than if you were exact same, like in every aspect, like both came from a background of 10 siblings and was born in the same city. (laughs) And I'm not saying anything's wrong with that for anyone tuning in who's, you know, been with your lover, your, your partner for your whole life. And you've, you know, met in the same city. That's a beautiful thing as well. I just think that we, we can embrace differences. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And there's one other thing I want to add to that, which is really listening for the energetic connection, particularly if you are looking to bring the beloved into your life, or if you are in a, you know, long-term relationship to really listen to the energy between the two of you. Not that this has to be the energy, the same energy, but there needs to be coherence, a connection. If that connection is not there, it's very difficult for couples. You know, you have to work on the foundation. What I recommend is to really listen for what is connecting us like more in a symbiosis way, in a connected way. Because that is what we always can fall back onto, even when there are challenges in the relationship. In any relationship, there are challenges. It's part of the growing. It's part of maturing Mm. and maturing. So Mm. like really listen and, um, you know, that the heart connection is there and cultivate that heart connection. Mm. I love that. That's good stuff. So we work with couples, both in one-on-one situations. We have a three-month online program, which is very, where we just work with one couple and it's very interactive. It's over Zoom and they get video modules too for the practices. And also with individuals, we do one-on-one Zoom programs. Um, Also in our workshop retreats, there is a lot of going into depth So, you know, we call it learning through action because in that situation, when stuff shows up, it's not just talking about it. No, they get to implement it. They get to do it. And in the doing, stuff shows up. And then they have us right there and we can assist them through the breath, through the eye gaze, through the sharing mm. or certain practices, also sexual healing practices that they do as homework, bring stuff up, you know. So it's a very immediate intervention that often has, I mean, life-shifting effects. Who is your ideal couple that you would work with? Well, if you have something that seems to be a consistent, you know, complaint that you haven't been able to get past, you know, something that you clearly want to let go of, move through, that's the perfect person. Yeah. And we all got something. <laughs> or if you want to expand in your relationship, mm. you know, we don't always have to have a breakdown no. in order to get guidance. You know, we look at ourselves a little bit like a sports coach. Like the player doesn't have a breakdown, but the player wants to take their game to a whole new level. Mm. 
So if you have someone who has gone the path before and can be right there and assist you so that you can see something just like shifting the wrist for a quarter inch, once the player applies that, their whole game changes. You know, it's not just an incremental change, it's a fundamental change. And so that is how we work with people, that they can see something they couldn't see before. Not that we have, you know, the crystal ball, but we can see certain things in terms of relationship, love and intimacy that another may not be able to see about themselves. Mm-hmm. So that is where we come in and our work is really designed to produce fundamental shifts and openings. Wow, that makes total sense. I know he's going to be like, he wanted to be here. And it's he doesn't do my podcast with me at all. But only if in a situation like this, he did it once before when I had a couple on and yeah, he loved it, you know, but he's a little under the weather. But I really enjoyed talking with you guys. What would you like to leave for our listeners today? I want to leave everybody with that connecting with your heart. If you're in relationship or not. That is really the place where we tune with ourselves. There's a wisdom in the heart. Instead of trying to answer it here, I drop into my heart. I breathe in and out of my heart and ask the question, what would you like? And then I listen. The answer may not come right away, but it'll show up in your life. So keep listening to your heart. Open your heart to yourself. And then automatically you will open your heart to others, including your beloved, if there is someone or your child or a friend. I love that. Absolutely love it. If someone wanted to connect with you, how can they find you? Yes. So our website address is tantranova.com, T-A-N-T-R-A-N-O-V-A. We also invite people, including you and your husband, if you wish to have a complimentary consultation with us, we jump on Zoom together and we listen and you get to explore with us what may be up for you and what your dream is or you want to take your relationship further to. And the same also with singles, you know, and that's a really great place to see what may be possible, you know. I absolutely love it. Freddie, what do you want to tell them to take them out? I will leave you with these two things. One, choose your life and everything in it. Meaning if you have a complaint about the weather or someone who's in your life, choose them to be in your life and the the problem stops or change it, right? Choose your life. And secondly, enjoy your life. I love it. Love it. Love it. It's called Sexual Enlightenment, How to Create Lasting Fulfillment in Life, Love, and Intimacy. Thank you guys for coming on the show and for hanging out with me. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, what an awesome episode. I really enjoyed having the conversation with Dr. Elsbeth as well as Freddie. And don't forget, you guys, be sure to check out the audio version of the book or you can purchase the book on Amazon. And if you decide to do either one, I would love to remind you to please leave a review. The reviews help the authors out in so many different ways. And here are my takeaways from today's episode. First of all, the book is called Sexual Enlightenment, 
How to Create Lasting Fulfillment in Life, Love, and Intimacy. Here are the takeaways that I am taking away from this episode. There were many, but by the time we got to the end, I basically summed it up to what they were saying is sexual enlightenment. When you're going through this, that's the name of the book, but when you're going through the Tantra Nova, it is all about uh, energy and Energy is transferable, we all know that, and energy is all around us. Everything has energy. It is about learning to control your energy or be able to redirect your energy. It has helped many people to deal with things from their past, like traumas, and to cultivate sustaining your masculine, pleasurable energy as a man. As a woman, it helps you with reawakening your feminine joyous self as a woman and it helps basically with you you to release blockages and there's many benefits you guys can definitely look in the show notes and reach out be sure to reach out and connect dr elsbeth offers workshops and things of that nature and as you guys heard she works with people from all around the world they both work with people from all around the world so it's not just only privy to those who are currently living in the state where they reside. I enjoyed the episode. I do feel that this is something that we should talk more about and I feel like it should be a part of a course or something that we learn in high school or like your first year of college or something. And it's for everyone. We all have energy. It's something that you do not necessarily have to be in a relationship in order to benefit from, um, or you don't have to, you could be in one or you don't have to be in one. So there's so many different benefits, you guys. Be sure to definitely connect. Also, I wanna remind everyone that I am so excited. March 26th, book two of the Jam With Me, A Journey To Your Higher Self series comes out and the name of that book is say it like you mean it affirmations really do work be sure to check it out on amazon and also book one remains available on amazon as well if you enjoyed this episode be sure to share with family and friends and hit that subscribe button that way you won't miss an episode once i upload a show Sending you all tons of positive energy and lots of love. And thank you all so much for tuning in. I'm Shantae with Authentic Talks.